Hey everyone, this is Lola and I'm back with the first episode of Fuck the Comfort Zone or F with the Comfort Zone if we're keeping it PG. And I'm here with my best friend since about four years now? Four years. Guys, this girl is the bomb. I'm not even joking. And she, this episode might get really pissy because she might get pissed off. We're going to talk about womanhood today, which is very general, I know. But we're going to do a very quick, well, it's not a quick introduction because it might last about an hour or two. I know, one hour. One hour. <laughs> one hour, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's going to be an introduction and then it'll be like, we'll call it part one, womanhood. And then we'll do a part two with another good friend of ours. And it will be mostly focused on feminism, sexism and all the likes. So, Asma, introduce yourself. I'm Asma. I'm Dummy's best friend. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's start. Okay, so, Asma and I today, as I said before, we'll talk about womanhoods. Um, basically, a little background. If you listen to the episode, the introductory episode of before, I mentioned that um, I was born in Nigeria very African background and asthma is Moroccan Moroccan French and but you know when we say Moroccan French we just mean Moroccan French is just for the other French people <laughs> but when you go home you're Moroccan you know what I mean so like very African parents and the background and the way we were raised as girls is definitely not the same thing as for example if you were European or if you were American or whatever so basically that's that's going to be the point of today's episode it's just going to be a conversation we're not going to go into some things very very deep but it can get pissy later on um okay so where do we start i mean it's a huge topic but okay so womanhood uh if i'm gonna talk about like how girls are raised basically i mean it's obviously very different from the way boys are raised. I was having a conversation with another friend yesterday and we talked about how it was sort of an upside down pyramid because girls have various personalities and, you know, well, various personalities, different girls and different personalities when they're younger, but they are refined as they get older and they're left with less and less choices. So it's like an upside down pyramid. Whereas boys, when they are younger or raised a certain way that is like i don't know they sort of put in a box i'm not talking about all boys but generally because this is why toxic masculinity exists we'll have a topic on toxic masculinity but um this is why it exists because boys are taught to be um certain ways they don't have that freedom girls don't have that freedom either but boys have even less freedom they have to be you know boys they have to play with different certain kind of toys they have to dress a certain kind of way so they don't look you know like girls or whatever and and they have that pyramid it's little at, at the beginning but as they grow older they get more opportunities than girls so i think there's an image i'm drawing out here i hope you guys can see it but yeah basically uh asma do you want to talk about the tweet we saw earlier uh, yeah. <laughs> just to get back on the topic you just talked about uh, very quickly, I think for Moroccan people, and I don't know if it's just in my family, but yeah. we, I don't. My cousins are were raised the same way mostly. But when we were younger, like I was raised the same way. My big brother and my little brother, we would play football, we would play in the mud, we would do the same thing together, and we have for a long time until we grew up, and then it was kind of separated what they could do and what. I couldn't do in a way yeah. but when we were younger like until for example like 13 and 14 years old there was nothing very different we would do the same things and we would go to the same sports and yeah. stuff so I don't know if it's just my family or other Moroccan or North, North African people but when we were young there's no real no real difference yeah I think yeah I think um, the pyramid image that I just drew out was was very particular in the sense that those people we know how they turn out to be but in most cases just like asma just said it's um yeah boys and girls like her family is very lucky but the boys and the girls if you have um, brothers siblings or girl siblings they grew up um they grow up the same way 
you know, there's no particular difference because they're still children. But then as you grow older, your parents tend to like separate you because they feel like you have certain responsibilities to like follow. So basically, um, so we saw a tweet earlier. We had a good laugh. Yeah. We saw a tweet and it said, it wasn't a tweet. It was a headline for it was a head. Guardian, yeah, the, in- I think? the independent. No, it was the independent. It was a headline. It wasn't no, even a that's tweet. Even weirder. Like, yeah, because fucked up. If it was a tweet, we're like, okay, this person is fucked up. This is this is this is journalism. People are publish. They're publishing this. So they said, lesbians are. <laughs> they what? They said lesbians yeah, only exist. Yeah, they said lesbians only exist for male pleasure. Dun 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 dun. Hello. <laughs> like what? So basically, they said that people, uh, women, who hashtag choose to be lesbians, are only doing it to satisfy men, because men get because turned on. Like more aroused or something. Yeah, like because men get more aroused when they see women, two women doing it. That was so so dumb. I was like, what the fuck? So basically, these women's it's not even a choice. What am I saying? These women's like life the way these women are is completely put aside and for the, the men. men like <laughs> once again the man men have put themselves in the middle of the earth as though everything surrounds them i mean of course this is quite far-fetched because they said men and it is some men that think so we don't believe all men are trash okay we are very strong believers that there are still some men that are quite okay quite okay yeah you know but nobody's perfect so basically this is like this is something that's normal because you can't be like you can't be a not a perfect feminist feminist or something if you're not a woman because you don't understand what women go through women go through yeah you can defend the cause and stuff but i feel i feel really strongly that you can't really uh be in their shoes so you don't really understand that yeah yeah the uh, <laughs> the fight of the, it all yeah, the things surrounding it and stuff. yeah no but it's it's very important i believe it's very very we're gonna we're gonna talk about feminism in its pure sense later on but it's very important for every woman to be a feminist honestly and i think feminism is just it's a coin term because when people hear it some people get um a little bit nervous because they only see the extreme part of feminism some people think oh feminists don't like to have sex with men or feminists don't want to be with men or they hate men no that's not it at all and i think maybe if you're gonna start talking about it with someone that you don't know don't say feminists say i, I think J- jada smith in her rate table talk she called it womanist yeah basically and which what it is is just equality like feminism is just a way of announcing equality between men and women a man can be a feminist because he believes men and women should be equal there are not a lot of men that are feminists but there are some and 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 it's important because if women are fighting for equality against men that don't listen to them it's just going to be like talking to a brick wall there's no point so for the feminist movement to actually go forward we need men but just for that okay we don't need men for anything else okay (laughs) it's not like they can do much (laughs) i'm kidding but um yeah but we'll talk about feminism with another good friend that is completely into the subject um another in another podcast but today it's just as we said earlier like how girls are raised differently from boys and just how we feel as women in a very western society because i um my storyline is that i grew up i would say i grew up in nigeria my parents are nigerian so even when we moved out of nigeria i still was raised in a very nigerian way and um the the thing is that with african parents girls are sacred you know in different parts of africa people when the people think of africa it's like oh child marriage poverty uh you know huts mm-hmm. and people without shoes which is a very very biased and back, way of seeing it way, yeah. 
and it's very very incoherent because that's what you just see the negative parts in the news and stuff and it's very different from what you think but what's not entirely different is the way the girls were raised now there's a huge sexism in africa it's like it's like the whole society there are not a lot of feminists. There are some known feminists like Shimamanda Adichie, which is written, who has written like a lot of books about feminism. She's very criticised in Nigeria, for example, but like people still love her because she stands up for the rights of women, and like like all other feminists. But um, uh, in Africa, like for example, the way I grew up, I'm just going to give you an example of how I grew up. It's like you know, you're a girl. You can't do certain things that boys can't do, like. You can't like play around too much. You look too boyish. You have to cover your hair and you have to wear skirts. Like you can only start wearing jeans when you get your period, for example, because it's safer. But you have to wear like pink jeans or something like very girly. Do you get what I mean? I also see that in Morocco when I go there for like in the summer because I I can only go there in, when we're on vacation. But uh, when I go to see my family and. The, my relatives and stuff they're they're the same way in a way like they really make a strong difference between the girls and the boys yeah um and i think that's super sad because when they grow up then they just don't have a role model to be a strong woman Should because be, their yeah. own mothers were the same way when they were same little way, yeah. and they grew up in that condition meant in a way yeah to be um like quiet and, and, and be, set aside and just be in the background whereas yeah. the boys were taught to be strong and and to be bold and, yeah, and to make exactly. like strong decisions mm-hmm. whereas the girls are taught to sit back and observe and not to talk too much and it's, it's just very like this is even even when you get for example if you get your period and you're in africa i'm talking about nigeria for example because that's the only example i know you get your period in school you will be so judged and so bullied because period is not the girl getting her period is not seen as something natural natural whereas it is like there's nothing more natural it's not something you can control or it's not something you can you can choose but now you can choose whether you want to get your period or not because there are ways to stop it but in places in africa where there's not a lot of like you know medical advancements it's a very difficult thing to, to deal with i know that in a country in africa i think it was liban or um senegal or some country like that liban is in africa oh <laughs> uh, no not liban well <laughs> 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 i it's a country with l what country with l than africa um i should know this i'm african know. Know. <laughs> is that liberia in africa it is i have no idea anyway <laughs> in a country in a country in africa um the women uh when they get the period are forced Oh, yeah. to go I think that's in India in India it's on are you sure it's in, in India? India yeah there are I know some there's places also where women have to be out excluded of the house in, in yeah the they have to be in a, a certain week. hut for the through the time they have their period and that place has no hygiene whatsoever they can get infections they infect get yeah exactly they would infect their husbands if they have sex afterwards but it's the husband's fault because they push them out of the house uh. but and you know and that, that that sort of discrimination about you know like bleeding it's just it's just so unfair and so you know it's it's irresponsible it's inhumane but even in france like if we're talking about like oh yeah but that's really, in, in africa it's extreme but yeah, even in, in western but countries even in western it countries, exists like, it's for like the last few days or something there was a huge debate on twitter going around whether the state should pay for the the pads and tampons and stuff yeah the women. pink tax yeah um, and some some men were like, no, we don't have to pay for your your you bleed. That's your problem. And stuff. you and imagine? It's just like, like that bro. affects everybody. Like, it affects everyone. Normal. If we don't have your our periods, then you don't you get don't to have children, you don't get to have and children. We will all fucking die. Yeah, Hello, like wake up. I don't know. That's so stupid. And I didn't realize it, but I saw a tweet that said that we pay like so much money uh, on for the time of our life. Like this is we have our period for like like. Oh yeah, there was this, years, yeah, you like, like forty years, yeah. So for forty years, you pay each month something like four euros if you pay. It feels like like the le- the least, the le- cheapest, the cheapest, yeah, yeah um, pads and tampons. So I think it's super dumb that we should pay for that, whereas men can use that money to do other things because yeah, exactly. it's a huge investment that we don't really it's realize. It's a huge investment. I never realized it was that expensive. Oh, I don't really buy them. Yeah, My but, mom does, but yeah, I never realized that it was that expensive, and I just took that for a fact that okay, it's there, like yeah. whatever. But actually, that's a huge 
issue and it's, it represents the way we see periods as a society and yeah. the way we see women by extension by extension yeah so. because it's like oh she bleeds so you can't touch her she's become someone that's not exactly you know human enough for you to approach because she's because bleeding at that moment stuff, yeah exactly Whereas, it's literally the cleans blood like it's, your like bl- you it's literally yourself. cleaning your yeah your body is cleaning itself for that period we're not going to go into the biological aspects of it but it's like it's, it's the most natural thing in the world and the fact that there's so much discrimination around it it's so disappointing because you would expect men to be well people to be more mature than that and even some women don't like talking about their periods they are shy and ashamed and it's not their fault it's just the way the society around them is which i totally understand but like this should not exist this should not happen women should be free to talk about their periods and how they feel because women go for a lot when they're in their periods man like cramps and stuff like it's not even funny it's, it's pure suffering and yet you still have to hide it. You still have to go about your day like nothing is going on. You still have to go to class and sit down for eight hours. You have to go to work, go to meetings and pretend like there's not a ton of blood coming out of your freaking vagina. Like you can't even cough or laugh too hard. Or sneeze. Or sneeze. Because <laughs> then it's like, blah. <laughs> Do you get yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's like, so what, it's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. But there's also, like, I think I personally think pads and tampons should be free. Because it's not something you can control. But then, you know, I get the interest in it. But it shouldn't have, like, those taxes. It shouldn't be as expensive as they are. Yeah. Because it's an, it's an essential need. And Some... the, the worst thing is that there are so many fucked up shit in there that we don't even know about. Yeah, like, toxins and stuff. A few years ago, there was a study about 10 packs, I think, or something. And it showed that there were so many, like, toxin, toxic things in it. Yeah. And we didn't even know it. Because and you there's put no nothing inside. Yeah, there's nothing. It's supposed to be just plain cotton, but it's not. And we don't know it. So we pay... Uh, shit ton of money for something that can give us cancer later on yeah. it's the same thing for um, contraception like um, pills and stuff pills yeah they give us cancer that's a fact they, that's yeah, proven fact. but we still have to take it because if we don't then we just either we have our periods and we just suffer when we have lots of cramps if we, ha- we if we're in a serious relationship or just having sex yeah we can't get pregnant like, you can get like pregnant and pregnancy. you don't want pregnancy and then there are factors on the internet that don't want us to be able to get abortion if we want to get an exactly abortion. because they feel like they have the right to tell it's us that like we, we, we have can no have no fucking right on our body even if we think we do we don't because we don't. people are so ready to take it up away from us yeah when there shouldn't be like seriously fucking body like, that abortion thing just blows my mind like who the fuck like which man thinks he has the right to tell a woman Oh no, you keep that baby. Oh, oh, oh shit. Life, you want to defend the child when he's not born yet, but when the child is born and there's care. nobody to take care of the child, you're not there. It's exactly that. I saw like, some, someone said that there are so like it was the example of the United States and how so many children are in foster care and stuff and there's yeah. more, like a, a half a million, I think, or something. If you're not, and like, they're so miserable, but you still want, don't want women to get abortion, abortion. when it's just a fetus. Yeah, it's basically. literally cells. It's not even the baby yet. It's, like, no, it's nothing yet. And you don't want a woman to be able to make that choice for herself and for the baby if she's not ready to take care of the not, baby. Yeah, she, because they and would then, just end up throwing kids in the trash, man. Because that's, that's what exactly, it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like, women are not... If Okay, so I personally believe, like, if you start... If you get to the age where you start having sex, first thing you do is get, a, a con- like, a, contra- a contraception. Get the implant. Get the, you know, the sterile thing that you put in your vagina. Take the pill. And if ever, because you, you, even if you break up with your boyfriend or whatever, just keep taking it. You never know what's going to happen. Okay, because just like a man, girls get horny too. Newsflash, okay? Girls get horny too. So things happen. So you do what you have to do to prevent the situation if you are not ready for it. But, it, you know, you never know your destiny. You never know what could happen. You could still end up being pregnant. You deserve the choice to be able to abort that child because you are not mentally ready. We have so many men and women in the world that are depressed and traumatized because their parents never really took care of them. Why? Because their parents were never ready to be parents. Parent, so, like parenting is a huge commitment it's a that you huge cannot commitment. make if you are not ready. If you're not if ready, you you're not mature kid. enough. If you're if you not financially the kid, then mature, you're not going to be able to take care of it. Yeah. And it's just going to be so miserable. And why would you Want bring that? someone into this fucked up world if it's going to be miserable because you 
will not be able to you will not able to love it properly it. honestly you can't do that you That's have girls dumb. at the age of 16 getting pregnant their parents don't want them to, to abort 16 you're still a fucking baby i don't even care what you say mm-hmm. you can be pregnant at the age of 14 you're still a fucking baby it's just that girls right now we've evolved so much that you could get your body is more prepared than your brain is you need both to be on the same level before you start even thinking about children like but just to quickly go back on the period thing um i think ladies we have um a mutual um respect for each other when it comes to that like you can literally go in the street and ask any lady any woman without shame if she has a tampon or pad on her and she would give it to you okay it's not like cigarettes that people get selfish with cigarettes but (laughs) you know it's like it's 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 a thing because we and, and it costs so much but women are willing to give it because to they you know how fucked up because they know how fucked up yeah. it is and you can't just walk around with blood between your legs man it's not the same thing it's, it's not possible and so i think that's one thing that is good that we have and we should keep doing keep helping each other keep supporting each other it's the best thing we can do in this hashtag fucked up world we don't have a choice Okay, women don't need to be selfish with each other. You need to raise each other up, fix each other's crowns without letting the world know that it was broken. Okay, that's just like the word, the advice of the day. <laughs> you know, so back, what were we talking about before the um, purity, the abortion thing? Yeah, and the maturity. So, yeah, we said everything about the abortion thing. I think. I think so, so yeah. yeah, basically, don't try, like, try not to get pregnant before you're mentally I know ready. So many people think that getting an abortion is so easy when in fact it's not it's quite traumatizing it's, uh, aside, it's well obviously it's traumatizing like you, so, you know that you're super young and you go through that it's awful but also you don't just go to the hospital and then get an abortion that's not true it's a you have process to go there, talk to a therapist and then te- and it's just not easy to get an abortion so people think that you just go see a doctor and you're like oh i have i want to abort and they just and, do it like that and you just kill seconds. the child like that is not, it's not even a child it's not a child yeah that's it's just not true and there's such a huge misconception and people not being aware of what actually it goes what on. actually it is and what actually goes on and i think that's super dumb because that's why that's what results in people being so against it like, yeah because they don't understand ignorant people that's why like ignorant people do not understand what goes on and instead of learning and you know gaining more information before you open your mouth to talk about something that's not even about your gender you just go on doing blah 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 shit like no you can't get abortion like it's not even it's not even normal like honestly even the girls i think i just put myself in a, in a, a girl's shoes where you're in a situation where you have to get an abortion or you're in a situation where you even have a pregnancy scare like and you start thinking about abortion it's like there's a natural attachment because when you know you're pregnant i feel like i've never been pregnant in my life by the way but i feel like there's a natural attachment to it like there's a like you know that there's a child growing inside you and it's just like having to get rid of that child is the most logical choice to to to, you know to go through but like it's never easy you know it's never ever easy and some people think oh if you're just killing it it's against religion oh we're not even going to talk about religion right now the whole religion topic will come right after because religion in in, you know in, in what's the word affects so many things that we do even some people that are like oh i'm not religious but i'm homophobic and i'm anti-abortion or whatever uh it's still religious influence and i'm not against religion i'm actually muslim by the way so but i'm a muslim that a lot of other muslims will not agree with and some other muslims will call me fake muslims but we'll talk about that when we talk about religion so um Okay, so we've talked about abortion, we've talked about periods with my very good friend Asma. We have another friend who's joined us because she was late. Definitely always late. Yeah, okay, yeah. so AC, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay, so hi, my name is Ise, Ise Chichema. I'm uh, 18 years old, uh, soon to be 19. Um, I just moved back to France after having having lived um, 13 years in Hong Kong. Uh, my parents are originally from Congo Brazzaville, but yes, basically I've lived my entire life in Asia. That is so cool. Like I don't know one black person that lived in Asia ever. 
Yeah. I don't even know like one. I see some on on Instagram and stuff, yeah. but I'm just like I've because I've had this whole misconception yeah. about Asia. Yeah. Like this is it's just so sensitive because it's uh, it's I've only become open to the idea because there's so many like Asians in Africa at the yeah. moment for financial yeah, reasons, obviously. Exactly. But um, about this whole misconception because like the first time I ever got interested in like anything Asian, like with mangas and you know animes and Definitely. stuff and all the Asian movies. It was so cool. I was like, "Oh shit, this is so nice!" And then I saw the ad. I don't know if you guys know the ad I'm talking about. I definitely know. The, the ad, ad with where the black the black guy was uh, turned into a Chinese guy. The Chinese guy the, when he was put in the, yeah, in, the, in, the, the machine. in the washing machine. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw the other ad where the little girl loses her balloon. Mm. I'm gonna put the, the the links to the ads in the description. But um, the little girl put, she loses her balloon, and the the black guy climbs up. I don't know, like some sort of whirlwind thingy to get the balloon down because he was trying to help her. So the the Asian mother comes, yeah, and she's mad and she, about she's it, mad yeah. about it. And she takes the daughter and she runs away. And the guy goes home with the balloon and he shows that this is not the first time this has happened. He's got tons of balloons in his house, and then he lies down and the guy turns into toothpaste. It's just so, it's so fucking mind blowing. Like he literally lies down and he the, his bed turns into a toothbrush yeah. and he turns into brown toothpaste. Yeah. So oh, basically, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I was but, like, what the fuck? Are you talking about? <laughs> like, but you, know, you get what I mean. So they, I don't even I, I don't even understand that. It's yeah. mind fuck. Like okay, I don't so understand I that. So I definitely ad. think that like Asia as a, I, I can't speak for everyone since yeah. I just I, I've lived in Hong Kong, but I've traveled to so many places in Asia, and basically, um, I would say that these ads are just a small, very very small part okay. of of yeah, what it means to be black in Asia. Um, but I've definitely been to to places where I was pointed out and especially when I went to China yeah. uh, every time I was in Beijing for instance I used to go quite often um, people would just like follow me in the street and try to take pictures of me what? But they, but, no wait for it they they do that for foreigners too so they okay. do that for, for white people as well okay. so it's definitely just the idea of like being someone outside, outside. Yeah, someone outside of their, their, their country um, but it's more of a curious sort okay. of yeah it. sort of uh, prejudice that mm. they have um, but I definitely I don't know if you know this uh, channel Asian Boss. No, I don't. Well, I definitely recommend it. Because yeah. Asian Boss is a, a Korean-based um, sort of media agency. Uh-huh. Uh, but they delve, they they, they do lo- loads of documentaries, and um, they dive really deeper into that Asian world. And if you don't know much about Asia, it's definitely one of the things that you should see. Because we have so many, pre- we have so much prejudice about like. Yeah, those those minorities, those yeah. co- those countries, um, but it definitely like even I, having lived thirteen years in Asia, uh, I, I, I I I I got out of these videos and I was really like mind blown, you know. Yeah. So do you speak Mandarin? I understand it. You understand. Um, even though I I've stopped learning it for like three years, um, but like if I go back to China now, I can like talk. Okay, a that's little cool. bit, yeah. Yeah, so, so basically, I had, I was, yeah, I admit, I judged the mm. whole continent based on the mm. ads that I saw, mm. which is wrong because, mm. but I was young, I was mindless, mm. it could be forgivable, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely. So, it was afterwards that I'd seen, like, these ads of these guys mm. that, you know, moved to Asia to live there for yeah, businesses yeah. or this Asian no, no, Korean Nigerian or Korean Congolese yeah. guy that was it's really popular there mm. anyway so I just knew that okay they, they weren't all the same yeah. but it was still like very curious to yeah, me so yeah. I haven't really thought about well, going to Asia Hong Kong, Hong Kong if you definitely want to try something in Asia you should go to Hong Kong first because yeah. Hong Kong is so open and diverse but I think it's because so many people go like, yeah there's not just Asian people in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. they come from everywhere. They come from everywhere. Especially yeah. French people. We have a lot of yeah. we have a really big French community there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good starting point because you'll see like a mix of cultures. Yeah. Hong Kong and Singapore are both really. Oh yeah, Singapore. Really Singapore is so lit. I but think. actually, you'd be surprised to how many um, common uh, ideas and common um, 
what's it called? Uh, Ipon Komo. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We have so many things in common with yeah. the Asian, yeah. the Asian um, community. Really? Like Africa and Asia, like Chinese Chinese culture and Asia have loads of like common ground. Like it's so strange. Um, I have so an example. Nice um, we believe in spirits, right? Like yeah. loads of countries. Yeah, we yeah. believe in spirituality, and we we have that like. Uh, Christianism, and we also have Islam in Africa, right? But um, we have this spirituality and the fact that even though we might have like a, a main sort of religion, we still have this folklore and like. Oh yeah, you the know, folklore. Yeah, yeah, I know. Spirit, I know what you mean. Spirits, like, you know, they're really important. We have yeah, all the these gods traditions and the goddesses and the that they the believe goddesses, in. Yeah. yeah. In China, it's the same. Like we have that same spirituality and the same idea that n- not everything can be cured by just like medicine and like pills. You yeah, know? definitely. So there's definitely there's, like, that. Herbs and yeah, herbs and like even like healing yourself through through uh, spirituality, spirituality is really important in China. That's we nice. have this preventive medicine. Um, Chinese medicine is based on a preventive point of view, preventive aspect, and so uh, whereas in France you you're sick, we give you some pills to cure the, to sickness. Cure the sickness. In China, we anticipate those mm. those those sicknesses that you might have, and we basically it's okay. It's really complicated, but basically it's um, based on um, unbalance in your body, and. Yeah, there's the same spirituality that I've really found. Like I don't, I haven't been to Congo, and but I still have family in France, and I still have um, yeah. those those roots, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, that sort of thing can't be explained. Yeah, it and can't. It in can't. China, I found the same the same sort of spirituality. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because we we often like, I think Africa and China are like have a lot in have common. Have a lot in common. Because I'm from, like, my dad is from Oshun State in Nigeria. And Oshun is known for, Oshun is the name of the water goddess. Mm -hmm. That's very popular in Africa. Like, you have a lot of, like, for example, Beyonce took inspiration from Oshun for her, like, some some parts of a lemonade video. But you guys know what I'm talking about. So, basically, in Oshun, like, once a year, they have a festival. Like, a lot of people in in Africa right now, like, in Nigeria, especially Muslims or Christians. Yeah. Mm. But they still celebrate the festival of the ocean of the water goddess because they believe that she brings, um, you know, good luck and she here and she cures them. And there's this like there's still this belief in spirituality that can never go away. Exactly. Yeah. Even, no matter what. Okay, so back to the topic. Yeah, back to the topic <laughs> of womanhood. Mm-hmm. So we talked a bit about, you know, as I said before, we talked about abortion. We talked about periods and. You know the whole taboo around it mm. we haven't really branched this subject of sexuality with within in womanhood mm-hmm. but i think we'll talk about that when we talk about sexism mm-hmm. and um so basically i want to ask you as you were born in france you lived in hong kong and you came back come back to france is that a difference in like the way girls are raised in hong kong and the way they're raised in basically any western country so i had three cultures growing up i yeah. had my french one my Congolese one yeah. and my Chinese one. So I have lots of um, habits yeah. that are kind of like Chinese. Um, and keep in mind that China and Hong Kong are very different. They're very different. Yeah, yeah. They're very different. So I'd say that um, um, there is definitely. Uh, I'm trying to find my words here. Sorry. <laughs> Take your um, time. Being, can I compare France and Hong Kong, for instance? You can, yeah, sure. Definitely. Okay, so in Hong Kong, I could dress however I wanted. Yeah. And so I had more of that experimental uh, sort of style. Um, yeah, I, I, I would dress really like explicit, not explicitly, but like freely. Yeah. Okay. And in Hong, in France, I felt like I had to, I, I felt like I had to dress a certain way, not to attract any attention. Ah. Um, I felt 
like I had to cover myself and be really like more modest. Otherwise, I would be put into a certain category of people. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that shocked me the most when I arrived here is that like no, we can't go into. And is this based on shorts. like your like the French people or your Congolese family? I was you, never told. You. I was never told to dress a certain way. Okay. Um, well, definitely. Sometimes I wear two two short skirts or like yeah. shorts that were a bit like, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was never this idea that like you can't dress however you want to. Yeah. But when I came to France, I myself felt like you had. To. I had to. That's a that's a thing. Because yeah. when I, for example, in London, yeah. yeah. There's no, I can't really talk about it because I haven't I haven't been there in a bit. But like, I think you can dress however you want without necessarily being categorized mm-hmm. in in certain places because it's melting pot. It's, it's a, a yeah, melting it's a pot. Melting pot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas here, it's still very distinct. It's very very distinct. And either you're the good blackness, where like you're inter. In, um, Integrate your your into in, inside the culture inside the, you've, the French you've adapted culture, you've yeah. adapted yourself and you right? basically just have like yeah. French friend white friends yeah exactly and, and I grew up with a lot of different people but yeah. mostly mostly white people yeah. or you're the bad you're the bad that, side and like you yeah you have a certain yeah you have a certain like attitude and they would first categorize you as someone that comes from a different place mm. we have a whole thing about immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's another podcast. Yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because like, I, I get that a lot actually, especially with the like Arab culture. Um, because you have people that well here we're mostly gonna talk about girls, but you have girls that are categorized as a certain way because they act a certain way or exactly. they say a, a certain well, things. It's the same thing with Moroccan culture. Like yeah. in France I can like I don't really it's kinda the, the opposite for me because in France like I can dress however I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whenever I go to Morocco, my parents are always like you can't go out like that because mm. then you'll attract attention and mm, people attention, will like yeah. you'll be more like subject to assault yeah, or people will yeah. call you like even yeah. when, I'm, when I'm in my with my dad mm-hmm. my dad is like two meters high he's so big he's so huge people are still catcalling me in the street when I'm with my father they yeah. just don't care so in Morocco like, I can't cat dress up the way I want like I can't wear skinny jeans I can't wear like yeah. two tight yeah. t-shirts yeah. where in France I'm just like okay well generally in Africa fam, it's so extreme if you get raped yeah, yeah they would say they would ask they you were, yeah what, what were you what wearing, were you wearing? Yeah, what you, you know, and I'm starting to look at that thing like it's it's so deep that you cannot you cannot say enough yeah, exactly. to tell people that you don't ask what the girl was wearing. She could be wearing a fucking bikini in the middle of the road. Exactly. You need to teach the guys not to rape. Exactly. That's like that's like education. Education. That's like don't the teach girls to to like minimize their own personalities but, for the you know for, for the advantage of the guys. Exactly. But it's because. Um, girls are often um, are often like held back. They're definitely held and back. They're definitely held back and taught to not do not Certainly. act a certain way. Yeah. Whereas boys are indul- can indulge in that behavior well into adulthood. Exactly. So they're not taught from the beginning. They're that they shouldn't that they do should. certain things. Yeah. And- it's it's girls should have to mold into a certain thing and boys They have all the space. They have all the space. They they or I don't know how to say this, but, but I, I feel, feel like, like it's like um, it's interiorizing or yeah, it's our definitely minds. Because for example, I remember like uh, I was with my cousin. She's like I think she's fifteen, mm-hmm. and we were just like chilling in front of the TV, and the news were on, and it was talking about um, you know the there was a case recently about a woman who was raped by two policemen um, Damn, in, in the in not in France in Paris in the uh, QG of the. In the headquarters of the um, of the police in, in Paris, and my cousin were like, "Well, what did she follow? Why did she follow them?" Mm. And I was like, "That's not the point. She yeah. could follow them. Like she didn't say yes. So, yeah. and it was like, and she she was. I didn't say it was her fault. I just said she should have been careful. And yes, she should have been careful. Yeah. But those guys shouldn't have uh, raped her. Exactly. Yeah. It's so like, it's not her fault no, at all. But it's the way we're taught. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's I she just realized th- that actually there wasn't like she realized what she said when I explained it to her how what. She, the, the fact that she said, why did she follow them? 
is actually implicitly saying that she was the one to blame. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You we don't. don't. It's become a it's become a reflex exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, a girl was raped. What was she wearing? What was she wearing? What was she wearing? Why? Why? Why, 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 how, did why did she go? What to makeup this place? was she wearing? Why did? Why, was it clothes? She was fair? asking for it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she, she was, was asking for. Listen, <laughs> this asking for it bullshit is starting to get on my nerves, yeah? Because if I wanted sex, I know where to get it from. I don't need to walk around naked in the street to ask for it. Do you get what I mean? It's, it's, not, it's not that... Fam, I'm getting pissed. It's, it's crazy because it's like... But no, no matter how much you say it on social media or you say it on podcasts or you say it in videos People that men should it. be taught differently, should be raised differently, as a girl... You think the message is getting across? It's, it's years of patriarchy. It's years of. And not only that, boys don't feel uh, concerned. They don't feel concerned. They don't feel con- like I will talk to this about my brothers because I have two younger brothers, and I'm trying to influence them and trying to like you know teach them a certain way. Yeah. But the the locker room talk, yeah. the boys talk, the way they talk about women. It's like oh shit! Did you see her ass? But it's not even like. It's not even conscious anymore. It's not. It's, it's become. Like, oh, we're talking between boys. Between this boys, is it's a trend. It's, a it's normal. Yeah. Like no. No, it's not. Like you're talking about the girl. Like she's a piece of meat. You know. Like she's. A, like oh, she's she talks, lost her face. She talks too much. She talks too much. She dresses a certain way. She smells. She does this. She does. I'm like, have you looked at yourself like for one second? For one second. Well, had who gives who like but girls? Care, if like, there was a girls' locker room. Jesus. Do you think we would be comparing penises for God's sakes? We no, we should though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 27 minutes. Let me, yeah. let me, I mean, say but not say, let's be honest. But but that's not, it's, it's just that's not, what, that's not what's going on. Yeah. If I went back home to Nigeria, the way I dress here is very open. Like, I would, I would let go, you know, because I've reached a level where I can't be bothered. I will be bothered when I go back home mm. to Nigeria. I can't dress what, the way I want. Well, I dress. I don't dress the way I want in France. Yeah. I dress the way I want because in the standard is different from, because the from standard Hong Kong. Is different. And also in Hong Kong, because it's really hot in the summer. Yeah. People will wear shorts or skirts or like whatever they want. Yeah. You know, but there's still this modesty uh, when it comes to um, going to school or yeah, yeah. you know. But when Public it's like the nightlife, people will wear fucking tube tops or like bras to the to, to the clubs. Because they, because the women there are not objectified by how they dress or how Definitely they, would they like. Yeah, they objectified. Definitely. Yeah, I mean everywhere, everywhere. 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 And there's this huge thing because I saw this thing on Twitter the other day where this guy posted a picture of um. Um, South African women, they had a festival sort of thing, and the, the women, these women are mothers, you can clearly see that they're mothers, and they went and they were dancing and they didn't have any tops on, so they're all, you know, flashing out, you get what I mean? And he tweeted it and he said, Oh, and this is the South African festival thing, I don't really know what the festival was about, but he, and then somebody, somebody replied, Oh, um, damn, now I'll go to South Africa yeah, exactly. if this is what I get to see. But someone else and said, then he got the yeah. clap back of his life, <laughs> motherfucker. People were like, What the fuck are you talking about? This is about respect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These women are mothers, they raise the half of the fucking population. You cannot objectify them like this. Mm. It's not possible. But someone else said that. Remember, someone else like uh, quoted that tweet and said something like, "Remember when we did objectify your when women? When we did objectify yeah. women because in Africa, Africa because be, seeing no. boobs was a sign of fertility. It, it was health. a sign and health. Yes, it health. was the way to respect the woman. That's that's the thing that's like most surprising to me: the fact that boobs are objectified. Like, like and it's just. A guy but, who like, up. do you objectify like cows or something? I don't. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, like, what is the deal here? Yeah. The other, you know, with the um. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to go into the old NFL Super Bowl oh, thing. Let's know. But we're not. We're not going to bother about that. But Adam Levine. I'm so disappointed. This guy was born in the same day as me, but has half the brain I have. Dissing, but not dissing. I love Adam Levine, but it's just saying he did not. He was not with Cap that day Mm -hmm. definitely I mean Cardi B was not he should not have gone but the money was huge so he went and the dude flashes fucking nipples yeah Mm. with all his stupid tattoos or whatever I don't care what you say I do not like his tattoos (laughs) I don't know what you say don't come for me don't at me on Twitter anyway so and people started doing this comparison 
with Jane, um, Jana Jackson when she did uh, was it the Super Bowl she did, or yeah, concert Super that she Rock, did she she, and she flashed nipple shot and people would, like they really insulted this woman they yeah. were like oh she she has no self respect she's showing her nipples well, all around just, like, nipples. It's just nipples. Not only is it just nipples, but I didn't think it was on purpose. It was not on purpose yeah, exactly. even. Exactly. Like so when when Adam Levine did the same thing, all these memes started coming up, like Janet Jackson looking like Adam Levine when he flashes nipples, like mm-hmm. Mm. But when she did it, she got the backlash. Exactly. So like okay, so because they don't have nobs in the chest. There's the fact that she's a woman, and there's the fact that she's black. Yeah, she's black. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't care what people say. That's definitely an issue. It's not. It's especially in the U.S. Espe- oh shit, we're like, not even gonna talk about that, but. The thing is, it's, it's, it's crazy because there's, it's like, okay, when it comes to the Western part of the world, yeah, they they have to deal with, I think when it comes to inequality, they have to, like, especially in US or in, in Europe, they have to deal with unequal pay, yeah, um, but there's a certain sort of acceptance when it comes to women, because if you go to be- some beaches in the south of France, you will see boobs exactly. everywhere. That's so surprising. That- <laughs> like, literally, yeah. People in Hong Kong wear tops sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, especially like helpers, because we have a lot of Filipino helpers coming to Hong Kong, immigrating to Hong Kong to yeah. work. They will wear um, tops, like t shirts into tops. the water. Yeah. Um, or rash guards, you know? Yeah. So there's like when I came to France and I saw that there were people like just out there, like. <laughs> living their best lives <laughs> like, yeah that was really surprising yeah so that's i think in in, in the western world mm. you have that level of acceptance the, i think the biggest thing they have to deal with is the pink tax mm. and the unequal pay yeah and objectification obviously yeah, objectification. because all this young immature boys don't don't know what being a woman is like exactly. and so they make jokes they're insensitive I think it's so just sensitive. it's so in, it's they're so, so insensitive. insensitive. So the the big deal here is the emotional burden of you know men being higher than women. And also there's the I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called um, surcharge mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it? It's Bas- basically the fact that women have to deal with so much more than men in the household definitely. and outside of the household yeah, that they because usually they think burn about out. It. Yeah, they, they think about it. Whenever, you know? even when they're out, they just thinking about what they have to do. When they're exactly, at home, yeah. and exactly. when they're home, they have to. So yeah, think I think it's more of a very, work. it's a very mental and emotional yeah. issue. Yeah. I think, like, of course. It's always like you know. There's also always a physical aspect. There's always one asshole that beats his wife at home. Mm. There's always one asshole that you know, d- you know maltreats his, his girl children. But I think it stays there. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And my problem with, for example, the feminist movement is that it doesn't cover feminism everywhere. Exactly. It covers Not Western. And feminism. also, I feel like feminism has so many neg- negative connotations. It has so many negative connotations. Like, when I was little, like when I was in co- um, in high school, I was just like, yeah, of course I'm a feminist, you know? Like, I'm a girl, how can I not, not be? Not be a feminist, yeah. And then some people started coming at me like, oh, you're a feminazi. Yep. Oh, you, oh, you, no, it's, no, it's honestly, exhausting. it was exhausting trying to defend my point of view and trying to like, just tell them about like my life, like yeah. my everyday life. You and I'm not, not, and I don't have it bad, you yeah. know? Some people like have it bad. Pretty bad. And um, when I tried to explain to my to my little brother um, what it meant to be a woman and what it what feminism meant to me, mm-hmm. he was like, "But I don't get why you have you guys have to make so much noise." Because in his mind, no wait, no wait, because it's really it's really interesting. Because in his mind, he didn't see how men and women were not equal. Yeah. To but him, also the the. The actions that How make the, the loudest noise are the action of the really crazy minority. Exactly, that yeah, it's the crazy minority, and that's all stuff. you hear. Even with the hear. veganism yeah. movement, yeah, exactly. people don't, don't really, the see, yeah, the, yeah, the negative tends to stick yeah, yeah, yeah. more than the positive does. So, to him, it was basically inconceivable that men and women were not equal, and that's why he was being all negative. Uh, why are you still showing them on, on the television? Yeah. Like, why are they still talking about it? Because to him. We are equal. How old is he? He's 11, but yeah. he has like a 17 years old. <laughs> like literally, it's so bad. But anyway, what I mean is that to him, yeah. men and women are equal. And this should never have this been discussed. This should not even discussed. be a movement because it's nothing to discuss. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was really like... That innocence is just innocent, so pure. It's know? just so pure. Yeah, it's pure and it, it gave me hope, you know? Mm. But it's... Uh, yeah, I think... 
we can have a little hope about that that there will be more but i think it's basically he would think that obviously he's 11 he hasn't seen he hasn't you know been to the world where obviously it's not mm. the case mm. so i think you know if he has that that mentality already i think it's already very very good because then yeah because then he would you know defend what he truly believes in so we're talking about like the, the western part of feminism and what they have to fight for which is very you know like it's, it's a good fight it's what they need to fight for because that's, that's, those are the problems that they have when it comes to the global south we don't like this term but we need to use it for the situation africa asia guys people still suffer female circumcision that's unacceptable. It is it is brutal. You know, it's, it's I don't even like to think about it because I <sighs> I can't even like fathom how much that must hurt and how much I watched like. a TED talk yeah uh, about this lady talking about she moved to the US but she she, was, she grew up in was it Angola mm-hmm. and the reason the reason she gave for why she was circumcised when she asked she, the thing is that she said she said um, she knew, just, just remembers one time she was six years old, her mother took her to a place they asked her to lie down, they took a sharp knife and they cut off her clip so it was in immense pain, she didn't understand why nobody explained anything to her all her mother was like, just hold it in it's good for you, so she spent her childhood believing what happened to her was, was meant for, for, her. To, for her own good because the mothers aren't taught that this they're is bad. not taught that there's this could cause a lot of infection. Yeah, yeah, it's cultural. Yeah, it's cultural. And people don't want to give culture in this um, for the sake of moder- modernity. Modernity, you know? but, but, but it's not, even it's not because it's, it's culture, or it's not because it's culture or tradition that it, it's good. Yeah, exactly. There's something called evolving. We need to evolve mm. with time. Okay, because this we're going to talk about the subject of culture and labeling later on, but this is it's just so vital because she, she she said it. She said she had no idea. It was until she moved. No, she moved to Australia, not the US. She said until she moved to Australia, she started going to high school there, and they were talking about you know female genitalia. They had a whole um, discussion about female genitalia, and she saw the, the chart of child abuse. Because it was considered child abuse. Of course it was. And she said, she said, so different types of child abuse, she saw like emotional, sexual and everything. And under sex, she saw female circumcision. She said, what's that? She asked a teacher what it was. And she said, basically when they caught your kid. Because um, the belief is that they don't want you to be too sexually aroused. Mm. So that you will stay a good woman. Mm. Because women are not supposed to feel sexual need mm. unless their husbands want them to. Mm. Like, you know, like as though the husbands... Mm-hmm. And she was so confused. Mm. She was like, what the fuck? She went home, she asked her mother, and the mother explained, she was like, yeah, that's, that's what we did. It was for your own good. She ends up explaining to her mother how bad exactly this was for her health, and the fact that even if it would affect her, if she, if she was gonna have children someday, she, she, she explained to her mother all the disadvantages, and all her mother said was that, oh yeah, you know, it's culture. She didn't apologize, mm. nothing, no remorse. Because they don't consider that it's it not, as bad. As, it's not they consider as bad. And there needs to be an ev- yeah there needs to oh, be an evolution yeah, definitely the time that that's gonna take for minds to change yeah that's the real problem that's here. the huge problem <sighs> okay so that was our time is up for today that was part one of womanhood guys we are not done with this topic <laughs> we are far from done okay far from done so keep stay, so stay tuned for part two which will come as soon as we can get some girls into my recording room <laughs> and uh, we hope you enjoyed this um little session we had we'll be you'll be back for more yay <laughs> bye everyone bye.